Lord, we thank you for this day that you have made. We give you the glory and the honor. All glory, all glory belongs to you. You are our risen Savior. And we thank you, Jesus, for giving us life and life more abundantly. There is no life without you, Jesus Christ. And so this morning, as we open up our word, Lord, I pray that your word would come alive. I pray that your word would challenge us, correct us, change us, transform us forever and ever. I thank you for the word. I thank you that here in this church, we stand on the word. We believe in the word. We follow the word. It is a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet. And without it, we can go nowhere. So God, in this hour, we believe, Lord God, that you are going to speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And it is your spirit that moves. It is your spirit that comes and invades our mind, invades our heart, and fills our soul. I thank you, Lord God, for your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Uh, the title of my message this morning is Stay Strong. Turn to somebody real quick and tell them, stay strong. Might not know what that means yet, but turn to one other person and tell them, somebody maybe even that you don't know, and tell them, stay strong. I hope it put a smile on somebody's face. I feel like it did. Joshua chapter 14. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 14. If you have your Bible, say amen. Praise God. If you're excited about the Word of God, say amen. amen. That's what I'm talking about. I can't do life without God's Word. And it just brings me joy to be able to open up God's Word, not just on Sunday, but every day. You have to find time to open up God's Word each day. It is really important. It's a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Let me tell you something. Without God's Word, I am lost. Without reading God's word, you and I, each and every day of our lives, you are lost. If you ever, ever want to know the roadmap for your life, it is in the word of God. Thank God for our phones, our smartphones that have GPS and Waze and all the other cool apps that you can get now that tells you when there's traffic, when there's an accident, when you need to go another route. Let me tell you something. Some of us spend more time on our phone following our GPS and Waze and whatever apps that you use than we do following the GPS to our soul. And that is God's word. And I'm telling you, we're going to always open up God's word here in the house. I'm going to continue to encourage you whenever I have the opportunity to share the word. I'm going to challenge you before I begin to preach that this word has been given not just to me and the pastors and the elders and the choir, but for every single one of you out there, God has given you his word. And it's in his word. It's in the power of the word that we have life. It's in the power of the word that we're able to go forward. Amen. I can find myself preaching just simply on God's word, but that's what I'm preaching this morning. Stay strong. Joshua chapter 14, beginning with verse 6. If you got it, say amen. amen. Joshua chapter 14, beginning with verse 6. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me? I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. 
And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. We'll stop right there. I love this moment in scripture. Joshua was preparing to divide the land and give it to the tribes of the people of God who were expecting the promise and the inheritance. And he was preparing to cast lots, doing exactly what God told him to do. But Caleb stepped up and the people of Judah, and I love Caleb in this moment because when he walked up to Joshua, he felt like he needed to remind him of the journey that we've both been on. Sometimes you have to look to your fellow brother and sister and let them know God has been good. I love this moment with Joshua and Caleb. Joshua's getting ready to divide the land, to cast lots. And Caleb says, hold up, Josh. Wait a second. Remember me and you back in the day, Numbers chapter 13 specifically. But remember when Moses Moses gave us a word from God to go and spy out the land. And remember, Moses told us that God said, spy out the land, but I'm going to give you the land. It's my promise. You can go check it out, but it's yours. Josh, remember? You see, Joshua was getting ready to cast lots. I don't know how they did it. Roll the dice, flip the coin. But Caleb was like, that's not how I'm going to get my inheritance. My inheritance was given to me directly by the word of God. So Josh, can we just skip the process with me? Because my future is not going to be determined today by the flipping of the coin. My future is not going to be determined this morning by the rolling of the dice. It's been 45 years, but I'm still standing on God's word. Hey, Josh, I know you're getting ready to divide things up, but I already know what I want because what I want is what God told me I could have. Everybody else can roll the dice. And everybody else can flip the coin. But I'm not here hoping that I have a great lottery pick today because I have the word of the Lord and I've been holding on to the word of the Lord for a long time. And Caleb takes a few minutes with Joshua and begins to rehearse the goodness and the grace of God. Sometimes you have to rehearse the goodness of God. It's good sometimes when you and I as fellow brothers and sisters take time and remind ourselves about the grace of God 
that has been able to see us through and allowing us to be here this morning. For most of us here, it's been a long journey. Can I get an amen? Caleb says, Josh, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. I brought him word again as it was in my heart. I didn't just bring Moses statistics. I was holding true to God's word that says, this is the promise. This is your inheritance. That word was in my heart. My fellow brothers brought a different word that made the hearts of the people melt. But what, what I told people was good news. He was reminding, he's reminding Joshua that there were two reports. There was the majority report of 10 that said, we can't take the land because the giants live in the land of Canaan. And then remember Joshua, you and I, specifically so in Numbers chapter 13, it was Caleb that spoke up first. After the 10 spies began to yell and bark about how, yeah, there's some milk and honey, but, and there's always a but when there is doubt. There's always a but when there is fear. And they go on and on telling the people, we can't take the land. We can't go forward. There are giants in the land. And Caleb takes a moment to remind Joshua, I was the one that spoke up and said, shut up, everybody. Hold on a second. And from his heart, he said, we can take it right now. We can occupy it. And we're well able, able to overcome it. Hey, Josh, do you, do you remember that? And then he goes on to say, he says, listen, I have wholly followed the Lord my God, which you will find in the text is repeated constantly because that's the key for you and I to move forward. That is the key to our strength to be fully surrendered to God. Fully, wholly, completely surrendered to his will. Surrendered to the word. Surrendered to the move of the spirit. If ever you want to move forward, if ever you want to overcome, if ever you want to experience victory in your life, you have to be fully surrendered to God. It's pretty simple. But it's the truth. If ever you want to go forward. And when Caleb was saying this, he was not boasting in his own strength. He was boasting in the word that was given to him. God said it himself about Caleb. And in Numbers chapter 14, if you would go there real quick. In Numbers chapter 14, God said it himself. He said, but my servant Caleb, in verse 24, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the, him into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Meaning, because Caleb has a different spirit, he's going forward, his family's going forward. Because he's fully surrendered, I'm going to take care of him. Because he's walking in obedience, I've got his back. A different spirit. It's a spirit of courage. The Bible tells us that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Caleb had a sound mind. He, here's, here was Caleb's thinking. Hold on a second. I know that there are giants. I know that there are obstacles and challenges. 
I know that there are some things that we're going to have to face in life. I know that there are trials. I know that there are things that are constantly stepping in your way, but I'm holding true to the promise. In his sound mind, he said, wait a second. We were told to spy out the land, Joshua, but we were also told that the land belongs to us. So regardless of the statistics, regardless of the facts, regardless of your circumstances here in New York City, regardless of your job situation, regardless of what's going on in your children's lives, regardless of what's going on in your marriage, regardless of whether you're still waiting around for a spouse, God's going to work it out. When you are fully surrendered to God, you put your trust completely in him. And what happens is you are able to walk and live in the joy of knowing that my end is a victory ending. When you are fully surrendered to God, walking in faith, knowing that the victory was won on the cross, you're not worried about what the end result is going to be. Because I serve a God who is the beginning and the end. It's, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to figure out what the ending is going to be in my life. I'm not trying to figure out what the ending is going to be this year. I'm not trying to figure out what it's going to look like in the beginning of 2020 or the end of 2020. Because I serve and live for a God who is the beginning and the end. It's almost like that which we pursue here on earth is irrelevant com in comparison to the eternal victory that I have in Jesus Christ. The God who lives inside of me that says, I've got it from beginning to end. I am the author and the finisher of your faith. Caleb. Caleb says, come on. He said, listen, in verse 9, going back to Joshua chapter 14. He said, Moses swore on that day, saying, surely the land on which your foot is trodden shall be an inheritance for you, your children forever, because you've wholly followed the Lord my God. In verse 10, if you got it, say amen. amen. Caleb says this to Joshua. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke his word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold, I am this day 85 years old. Stop right there. Caleb was old. I want you to understand this incredible picture of faith and strength. You see, 45 years ago, God had given him a promise to Caleb and to Joshua, you two, your families, you're going forward. Now there were 10 others who brought a bad report. And God said, those who brought a bad report, they're not going to see the promised land. And for every day that I sent them out to spy out the land, they shall now have to live a year wandering in the wilderness and in the desert. But guess who else had to hang out with the wanderers and the doubters and the haters and those that had no future? Joshua and Caleb. So they got the promise. They were given God's word that they're going forward. 
but they had to hang out in a wilderness for the next 40 plus years. That doesn't sound too fair. I'm like, man, just God, 40 plus years. That puts things in perspective. That puts in perspective how Caleb approached Joshua in that moment at 85. There was a sense of urgency and desperation and passion to get out of the wilderness because he'd been waiting a long time for the promise. It, it's also a testimony of his faith in God that one year after the next, he was still holding fast to God's promise. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if I could do it. In my flesh, in the natural, knowing that God's given me a promise, a land filled with milk and honey, to be able to go forward, to be able to have provision, breakthrough, to be able to experience the blessing and the promises of God. But yet now, for 40 years, I got to hang around with people that ain't going to go as far as me. And Caleb saw a whole lot of funerals over the next 40 plus years. A whole lot of death, a whole lot of pain, a whole lot of negativity, a whole lot of doubt. And yet through it all, he was still standing on the promises of God. So yeah, after 45 years, uh-uh, 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 Joshua, you ain't flipping no coin for me. I have waited way too long. And I still believe in God's word the same way I did at 40. And I can imagine him just shoulders squared, standing amongst the people, 85 years old, saying, Joshua, Moses told me, God spoke to me, that the place where my foot stepped is the land that I get. You don't need to flip a coin. I know exactly the property that I want. I know the hill that I want. I know the mountain that I'm going to take. I was once on that mountain, and I know the statistics didn't look so good in the natural, but I, I'm still standing on the supernatural word of God that what I saw 45 years ago is still mine today. Hey, Joshua, I'm 85 years old. Now, look at this. Verse 11, if you're with me, say amen. amen. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now, Give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day from the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. I call that spirit-filled street talk. <laughs> 85 years old. Hey, Joshua, hey, church, I'm still strong. My prayer this morning is that 
that would be your boast. I'm still strong. I've been through the wilderness, but I'm still strong. I've gone through some stuff, but I'm still strong. I've seen a lot of pain, but I'm still strong. There's been some dark hours, but I'm still strong. There's been some highs and lows, but I'm still standing on the word of the Lord. There's been some stuff that's been going on. I've heard complaints. I've heard negativity. I've been from one job to the next. I've had to move from one place to the next. I've been thirsty at times, but I'm still trusting in the living water of God. I'm still strong. I still got this. I'm as strong as I was 45 years ago. I can still take the mountain. Come on, Joshua. Come on, people. I'm still strong. Not in my own strength, but in the strength of the Lord. And in my weakness, I find my strength in the Lord. I boast in my weakness because it is the Lord that gives me strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's what the word of the Lord says, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Where do you find the joy of the Lord? It's all through the word. This is why I started out this morning talking about the word. Because that everlasting, that eternal joy comes from knowing that the word belongs to you and I. And the joy of God's word, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So that whatever happens here horizontally, it can't affect my relationship vertically. This word that continues to fill my soul. I'm still strong. Strong as ever, Joshua. I'm 85. I know I look old and wrinkly. I know my muscles ain't bulging the way they did at 40. But it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. The strength of the Lord. He says, come on. He says, look. And it's almost like he repeated himself from 45 years ago when he said, he said, I can do this now. In Joshua 14, he was saying, I can take this now. 85 years old, I've still got joy. 85 years old, I can run up on that mountain and in the name of Jesus, giants have to fall. That's what he's basically saying. He said, come on. He said, I can go right now. I just, I just need the blessing. Okay, I just, I just need you to skip over, you know, the, the casting of the lots process. I just needed to remind you, God gave me a word, gave you a word. I can take it right now. And it's a reflection of what he said in Numbers chapter 13. When he came to the people and said, well, well, shut up, everybody. Hold on. We can go up right now, he said. At 40, at 85, he said, we can go right now. At 40, he said, we can take it right now. We can occupy it and we can overcome it. Three things he said. He goes, we can move now. That's reflecting on his faith to go forward regardless of what it looks like ahead of you. He said, move now. We move now. There was a sense of urgency and desperation to bear witness of who he was in the power of God. This is no time, church, to draw back. Church, brothers and sisters, from the balcony all the way to the back, to the main floor, to those watching online, this is not the hour to draw back. There are hills and mountains that we still need to take.
He said, I can take this. He said, I can take it right now. Then he said, we can occupy it, meaning we have power and authority. Wherever I step, wherever you stand, you stand in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. Do you know you have the power, power and the authority to shift the atmosphere wherever you are? I don't, I, don't, I don't care what it looks like on your job, your home, your community, your neighborhood. When you stand on the promises of God, you have the victory. He said, we can go up now. We can occupy it, and we are well able to overcome it, meaning I have the victory. I have the victory in the name of Jesus. I have the victory because Christ Jesus went to a cross, died for my sins, and rose again. And the same spirit that raised up Christ Jesus is the same spirit that now lives inside of me. He said, let's go. He said, give me that mountain. And the Bible says this, it says, then Joshua in verse 13, Joshua chapter 14, verse 13, look at it. If you got it, say amen. Look at this. He says, then Joshua blessed him. I kind of like this interesting fact that Joshua ain't saying nothing back the whole time. Because when you speak God's word, there ain't nothing to say. You just have to comply. Joshua's like, I got nothing to say. Brother, bless you. Uh, he, said, he said, Joshua blessed him, verse 13, and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. Verse 14, therefore, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day. Why? Because he wholly, fully, completely followed the Lord. When you are fully surrendered to God, you will live a life of victory. When your complete trust is in his word, when your faith is in him, when you put your faith in the finished work of the cross, your inheritance is victory. Listen to me. Your inheritance is the joy of the Lord. Your inheritance is eternal life. Your inheritance is breakthrough. Your inheritance is unconditional love. Your inheritance is the blood that washes and cleanses and heals and sets the captives free. Your inheritance is everlasting life reconciled with God. One day we're passing right on through here and God has taken us home. This is a powerful moment. In verse 15, this is an incredible moment in the story. Now, the name of Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim, and the land had rest from war. Now, Joshua had started the process of dividing up the land, but there was still a hill. There was still one mountain, the specific mountain that they had climbed while spying out the land. That mountain hadn't been touched yet. Caleb was like, I want that one. Kiriath Arba, the city of Arba. I love it because in parentheses, the writer gives us this reminder that it was the greatest man of that people, a fierce giant that still occupied 
the one mountain that was still a representation of that which stands in your way. The enemy. This is why Caleb was like, I've got fight in me. And I know everybody's reaching for a couple of hills, but there's still one more mountain that I need to step foot on and put up one more fight. And that dude Arba has to fall. I know Arba, the sons of Anak, I know there's a whole lot of talk about those last few giants that are standing in the way. But when we get the victory, it is finished in Christ Jesus and all giants have to fall. Hey, leave no foothold for the enemy. No room. No room. They get no space. The promised land is ours. Leave no room for doubt. Leave no room for the giant of fear. Leave no room for the giant of anger, the giant of depression. Leave no room. All giants have to fall. I don't care. I don't care how big it is. Caleb said that big one, that last one. Josh, don't even worry about it. I'm going up there. I'm taking him down at 85 years old. Kiriath Arba. Kiriath Arba, I'm changing the name because that's my property. That's my land. And wherever I step, God gets the glory, not Arba. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about he's the greatest man. Well, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So come on, step up to me. I'm still strong. Worship team, come on. I'm still strong. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Arba's going to have to drop. The sons of Anak are going to have to fall. I don't care who's up at that mountain still, but that mountain belongs to me. And I'm changing the name. I'm changing the name to Hebron. The word means fellowship. And scripture tells us that it went from a place of war to a place of rest. Because when you are holy and fully surrendered to God, you will find rest in the presence of our living God, our Savior. You will have the victory. You will win the fight. The name changes. Maybe some of you, your home, your job, your school, your mind, it's been a place of war constantly. But this morning, let's find rest in the strength of the Lord. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall find rest. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall find strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They, they shall run and not be weary. They shall, they shall walk and not faint. It's 40 years, 40, 40 plus. 
plus years and I'm just waiting on the Lord. Sometimes we just, we're not waiting on the Lord. Here's what we do. Sometimes we're, we're waiting on the miracle, but we're not waiting on the miracle worker. We're, we're waiting on the provision. God, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for that thing that I need. I'm waiting for what I want. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for that bonus on my job. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for that, that opportunity to, you know, to, to marry that girl. I'm, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the right opportunity to, 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 for that man to come up and ask me out for a cup of coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my promotion. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my kids to come back home because they're driving me crazy. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my spouse to get it right. My husband, he's driving me crazy. Man. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my wife to get filled with the Spirit because she's nagging me all the time. It's just, she's just, I'm waiting. But how many of us are waiting on the Lord? It's a big difference. It's a really big difference. You see, our strength is not renewed based upon the miracle. Our strength is renewed when we are holy and fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. We could spend hours testifying of the different things that God has done for us, the grace and the mercy that we've experienced, the breakthroughs and the miracles. But those things in and of itself are not going to strengthen you for the journey. It's a life fully surrendered to God. It's those that wait on the Lord, knowing and maybe not knowing when the wilderness season will end. That's tough. I've been trying to process that one for a while. God, would I be able to do that? Like, am I, am I willing to endure my trials and seasons of disappointment and struggles and, and pains and hardship for, for that long? And still be just filled with the joy of the Lord and still hold to your promises and still get into my word and get excited about being in your presence. I was really challenged by this. Am I willing to just stay strong? And the only way that's going to happen is to, just to live a life in prayer, live a life fasting, live a life reading the word, coming into God's house. And regardless of whether it's going right or not, just giving him all praise and just worshiping his glorious name. And I know now that it's in the strength of the Lord that we find rest. Would you stand up with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we worship, as we worship, for those of you that are not at rest. For those of you who are still facing one more giant, for those of you that are at the point now in your faith and ready to say, give me the mountain. If you want the mountain, let's take it. Let's do quick work against the enemy. Let's take the mountain. Take hold of your inheritance this morning. Take hold of the promises of God. 
find rest in the presence of Jesus Christ. If this word has spoken to you this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray. I want to bless you and I want to say, go. You walk out today, take the mountain. Take the mountain. We're going to worship the Lord. Whoever right now just needs to just come forward and just say, man, I just, I need, I need rest. I'm going to take hold of my inheritance this morning. I'm, I've been fighting and battling just in my home, my job, my community, in my mind. I need rest. I have an inheritance and I've just forgotten that. I've forgotten that. I've got an inheritance. Take the mountain. Take the mountain. Would you just lift up your hands with me? We surrender, oh God. We stand before you, fully surrendered to your will. We stand on your word. We stand now on your promises. Give us the strength, oh God, to stand. We choose to wait on you. Give us strength for the journey, oh God. Lord, I know for many it's been a long journey in the wilderness. It's been a long journey in the desert. It's been a long journey of uncertainty and confusion and struggle and pain. But oh God, we take hold of our inheritance this morning. Give us the mountain, oh God. Give us the victory. Give us rest. Give us, Lord, the strength to fight one more time, oh God. One more time, God, give us the strength to fight. Give us the strength to believe one more time, Lord God, that you are the miracle worker. You're going to do it, oh God. You are our deliverer. You set the captives free. Lord God, you've given us an inheritance. Lord God, we believe. We believe in the name of Jesus that we have the victory. Oh, in the name of Jesus. We are wholly and completely and fully surrendered to you. Give us rest. Lord, I know that there are many giants that have stood in the way of your people. But this morning, they must fall. Giants will fall. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every giant, the giant of confusion, fall now in the name of Jesus. The giant of fear, come down now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord God, we give you all the glory and the honor. I thank you for your word that brings life to our soul. In your precious name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen.